0: welcome you to Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. We believe the Bible is the Word of God, therefore I am faithful, bold, the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the Word of God, and you do that in Jesus' name. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m. and Tuesday, inside the pages of comprehensive Bible study begins at 7 p.m. Join us in our praise and worship of our Lord and Savior as we journey through the Book of Acts and Ezekiel. You can visit ConnectingTruth.org and click "God on Demand" for our archive messages. I hope you are excited about as I am and that something is said that will encourage your heart strengthen your faith in Christ this is your speaker and senior pastor Carl Anderson that's why my heart is filled with praise that's
1: why
0: me brother there's none like our lord and savior there's none if you know anyone that is like him that's equal to him let me know so that i can find the true and living god but at right now there is none like him he goes beyond exceedingly abundantly more than whatever we can imagine whatever we can ask or think. the key to that is asking the right things. The key to uh is asking the right things because many of us go to the Lord, and our prayer is simply about things that we could get if we got a job. We could have those things if we pay our bills on time. We can have those things if we uh, in Increase our, our education. Do something that is going to... Uh, I, I like what's, uh, what um, Apostle Gibson or Apostle Gibbs had said in one of our meetings many years ago. He said that in order for you to have what others don't have, you must do what others won't do. You, you must do what others won't do if you're going to have what others don't have. And that is a key element because they will spend time studying. They will spend time becoming well acquainted with the object of their desire so that they can obtain that through the means necessary. Are you putting forth the effort and the means necessary? Not just in your natural life, but how about your spiritual life? Are you doing the same? Certainly, we thank and praise God again for his goodness and what the Lord is doing and what God is going to do. If uh, the songwriter said that I love you, Lord, and we go on to say that there's none like you because we love him. There is none like him. Therefore, it causes us to do things. Uh, You know, the, the old commercial, I'm cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. I'm cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. And I hope you feel the same way about Jesus, that being cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, he just make you want to go crazy. And the thing that you said you wouldn't do, uh, you you find yourself doing, uh, you know, and, and I'm not talking about in sin, I'm talking about in righteousness. You just find yourself doing things that you know is pleasing to him, that's right. Uh, you find yourself in conversation with the Lord and seeking his face and praying and uh, you know you wake up in the in the early morning and there's a song on your heart because God is speaking to you uh, the Lord is blessing you uh, the Lord is already adding a benefit to your life uh, the bible says that we wake up every morning with benefits do you hear what i'm saying Uh, The Bible tell us And let me tell you, let me share something with you. Your enemy, your, your best defense against your enemy is the word of God. And I'm not talking about quoting it. I'm talking about living it. I'm talking about putting your effort forward to live unto the Lord, to do exactly what God is calling you to do. And then we go to the word of God because we're applying it in our actions. Therefore, it's a lot clearer and a lot stronger when I make the statement. I thank God, amen, this morning for waking me up and not only waking me up for each of you, each one of you that is under the sound of my voice that is present before me and each of you that are listening uh, across the, the, the connection that has been made. And so this morning we're in the book of Acts. Uh, I wanna encourage you to, to follow along with us. On Sunday mornings, we're in the book of Acts. We only deviate if God sends a specific message because it, it is needed at that moment. But we're in the book of Acts on Sunday mornings and on Tuesday nights, we are in the book of Ezekiel. And right now we, we're doing a recap of the, uh, the um, vision that Ezekiel saw. He saw a, a seraphim with the face of a lion The face of a man the face of an eagle and the face of an ox and so uh, we've already done the face of man we've done the face of the lion and you can go back into our message archive which is god on demand Uh, you can find that through our website at connectingtruth.org and listen to catch up to where we are because on tuesday night we'll be dealing with the ox uh, the face of the ox and for those of you that have not uh, have not been here uh, in the, within the listening audience, shame on you. Uh, you need to be faithful unto God without excuse. We're faithful to everything else, but in, but we tell God uh, to back off. We're not, we're not faithful to him, and we expect him to be faithful to us. So let's be faithful to God. We're going to go into the word of God this morning, the book of Acts, the fifth chapter, verse 1 through 11. It says, But a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession and kept back part of the price, his wife also being privy to it and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why hath Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land. While it remained, was it not thine, thy own? And after it was sold, was it not in thy own power? Why hast thou conceived this thing in thy heart? Thou hast not lied unto man, but unto God. If I was you, I would underline that for a moment. Uh, Matter of fact, highlight it uh, and give that some thought. You've not lied unto uh, you've not lied to man. You didn't lie to me, but you lied to God. And Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and gave up the ghost, and great fear came on all them that heard these things. And the young men arose, wound him up, wound him up, and carried him out and buried him. And it was about the space of three hours after when his wife not knowing what was done came in and peter answered unto her tell me whether ye sold the land for so much and she said yeah uh, yeah we sold it for that much mm-hmm, yeah that, that price that what you what you're saying right there uh, we sold it for that much then peter said unto her how is it that ye have agreed together You have conspired together to tempt the spirit of God. Behold, the feet of them which have buried thy husband are at the door and shall carry thee out. Then she fell down straightway at his feet and yielded up the ghost. And the young men came in, found her dead, carried her away or carried her forth and buried her by her husband. And great fear came upon all the church and upon all or upon as many as heard these things. Before Ananias and Sapphira, uh, there was Barnabas, the son of consolation, uh, a Levite who had some property and he sold it so that he could not only support the ministry, but the people uh, who were less fortunate. Uh, he was a Levi and so he had a little something and he decided that well, you know what I don't need all of this I'm going to sell it and I'm going to distribute it uh, I'm going to give it to the to the ministers that they, are faithful the ministers the faithful ministers that are and I'm putting emphasis on the faithful because I've learned the lesson within the word of God that everybody is not faithful it doesn't matter what title they have they may not be faithful as we're about to see here uh, and so he brought the the means and the money in which he had sold the land and the property and different things he had uh, and he laid it at the apostles' feet for the distribution, for the work of the ministry and the distribution to those that had less. Barnabas saw the work of Christ, the immediate move and here that he was in the here and now. I hope you are in the here and now. Uh, More important uh, things than what he had and what he was using it for. He had extra and he decided to sell that extra. And he took it, so he took it upon himself to make this sacrifice. To my brothers and sisters of the gospel, I wanna encourage you morning that the sacrifice you make hasn't gone unnoticed. Time spent laboring uh, with souls, time spent laboring for souls have not gone unnoticed the mental and physical labor that have gone from you have not gone unnoticed. The prayer, and thank you, Lord Jesus, the prayer and hallelujah, my God, bless your name, Savior. uh, The prayer and fasting when members and others said that they would but didn't has not gone unnoticed. Uh, you see, there are times the ministers are placed in unbalanced situations. And so the Bible, the word of God, uh, and there's nothing higher, nothing greater than the word of God. Uh, The Bible tells us that his word is exalted even above his name. And we know how God feels about his name. Uh, The church is established in the name of Jesus. And it's a place that has been hollowed out for us to come and give praise and worship Unto him and to bless his name. How much more is significant is his word, since he said his word is above his name. Hebrews six and ten. For God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love which he have shown toward his which you have shown toward his name, and that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. Uh, the church was uh, Barnabas in his knowing knew and understood that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And this is what he was doing. He was seriously seeking God and expanding the work of ministry. Uh, Well, Ananias, whose name means gracious or God is gracious, shared his thought with his wife, Sapphira, her name meaning beautiful. So God is gracious. You have gracious and you have beautiful. Saw what Barnabas uh, had done, and what was once gracious and beautiful was about to get ugly. Uh, friends, God don't like ugly. I know you've heard that phrase before. You maybe heard it on, in the movies. You've heard it in jokes. You, but God doesn't like ugly. And so uh, uh, these were they set up a situation where they, they begin to lie. Lying is ugly. A liar is worse than a thief. Uh, let me uh, let me put it this way. A thief breaks into the car or breaks into your home and takes something from your past. You bought it yesterday. Uh, yesterday is come and gone. And, and so your past is part of your past. But a liar feeds you information that impacts your future because you uh, base what you're going to do off of what has been told to you. The liar says, I, I, I have to work late but they didn't say it was with a friend. You can, you can look that up with Biz Marquis if you want to. Uh, the liar says, uh, I live with somebody, but they didn't say that the somebody was their wife. Uh, the liar says, I'll pay you on Tuesday for a hamburger today. The liar says, it's nothing to be concerned about, but uh, you need to understand if it looked like a duck, if it's quacking like a duck, if it's walking like a duck, uh, it is a duck. So don't believe the liar because they want you to believe that it is not a duck until it is too late. A liar will steal your future. And so the liar, the Bible said that God despised a liar in such a way. He said that in, in Revelation, he said a liar is not even going to tarry in his sight. So if you've been lying, you got to stop lying. If you told lies, you got to clean it up with some truth. You got to clean it up by not lying and, and doing what is right. The Bible said we overcome evil with good. People see ministry. They hear the minister get a few words of, uh, of deserved praise and, and desire uh, some of the attention themselves. They don't know and understand the pain you gain when you're called into the ministry. They don't understand and know the the things that you suffer and that you have to deal with. And dealing with us, dealing with people, when I say us, I'm talking about all nationality of people, has its challenges because people have their background. You have a challenge even within yourself that have to be uh, worked on. That's why Peter says, save yourself. That's why the Bible said, "Guard your own heart." There's things within you that you have to work on. Let alone talking about dealing with the people that God has called you into, that God has assigned you to, <coughs> that the Lord has placed under your care. The shepherd not only have to keep themselves clean, but they have responsible for making sure that the that the fleece on the sheep. Is taken care of, that there's no ticks bringing about disease, no parasites, uh, making sure that that the, the sheep are not wandering off and falling into a uh, lion traps or being overtaken by a bear or a lion or are being stolen by somebody. The shepherd has a job on top of the job that he has for making sure he saves himself. Hmm. It doesn't seem when you get into it, it's not glamorous, but it is the job in the assignment of God and whom he called he also qualifies for the position. Uh, people see ministry and they see it because they hear a few accolades and so they want to uh, receive that as well. Luke's message to Theophilus was simple, everyone is not honest. This was a very simple message as we read the Word of God. The Bible does not hide uh, the faults of men. It doesn't hide where people come up short. It doesn't hide and make everything appear like roses. And, and You know, in life, uh, you keep living you'll find out that uh, no matter uh, whether you serve God or not, you're going to be faced with some challenges. You're going to have to deal with some things. You can deal with an injury that nobody is even around you. Uh, you can deal with something that, that that has no one caused it. You're going to deal with some situations in life. But as the as the commercial uh, once said, and, and I like commercials, is that things go better uh, with Coke. Uh, you know, things go better. Uh, you're going to need that refreshing of God. And, and so uh, the uh, Luke message to Theophilus was simple: that everybody is not honest. Are you with me, Church? Uh, understand the act uh, of deceit or lying. Uh, to a true servant of God is an act against God, not the person that you're talking to. We believe, uh, and I believe that we all need to hold on to the piece of advice, and that is to keep it real. Are you keeping it real today? Are you being 100%? Are you faithful to the things that you should be faithful to? Are you faithful to your Bible class? Are you faithful to your Sunday worship? Are you faithful in giving? Are you faithful in serving God? Are you faithful, just as faithful as you are on your job? Faithful in school? We ought to be faithful in any and everything that we've put our signature on. Our signature on. We ought to be faithful and uh, to everything that we have committed ourselves to, that we have made an open vow, a verbal communication that I'm going to be here, I'm going to do my job, uh, I'm going to so that when payday come, I get paid what I am deserved. Or when it's time for promotion, I, I'll be in line. Whether I receive it or not, I know that I've done my part. Understand the actions of deceit are lying to God or lying to the servant of God is an act against God and not the person that you're talking to. You can give the minister, you can give the one that God sends to you any excuse. But if God is sending the message, if he's sending the word, then you need to take heed and follow what is being said by keeping it 100 percent, keeping it real. Ananias and Sapphira were business partners. They were husband and wives, but they were also business partners because they were working together. They shared property. They shared credit. They shared the debt. They shared the savings. They were both responsible for the relationship, the structure, and now they are responsible for the fraud that they are presenting. The Bible says they got together and decided to make up a story instead of keeping it real. Uh, Ideally, you want your husband and your wife or your wife your spouse to be uh, someone that's looking out for you. Instead of conspiring to do something wrong, you want them to say, hey, wait a minute, baby, don't do that. That's against God. Uh, We can't do that. That's going to hurt us. It's going to hurt our reputation. It's going to hurt our finances. It's going to hurt our family. It's going to hurt somebody. I've thought about it. And it is wrong. I thought about it. And the damage that it will do is going to impact not just today, but it's going to impact the years to come. Uh, Ananias and Sophia both found out that the impact was eternal because they dropped dead on the spot. They lost their life at that moment. 1 Timothy 5 and 22 uh, says, Lay hands suddenly on no man, neither be tar- partakers of another man's sin. Keep yourself pure, don't co in unrighteousness. When somebody wants to do something wrong, you need to stop and think about it. Look around you. If, if you, oh my God, I, Eddie Griffin said this one time. He said, Listen, He said, my buddies got together and they said, man, let's let's go rob the rob the liquor store. And he said, no, wait a minute. He said the last time we did that, it was painful. You go by yourself. You need to not co-sign when somebody want to do something wrong. Let them go by themselves if they're going to be persistent. But maybe by you not co-signing, by you keeping it real, by you keeping it 100, they might change their mind. They might say, well, you know, man, you're right. Uh, you know, uh, uh, babe, you're right. We shouldn't do that. It was their money. They didn't hold on to the to the principle that honesty is the best policy. Can you just remind yourself at this moment that honesty is the best policy? Honesty is the best policy. You can be honest and say what you can and cannot do. You can be honest and say, and I'm. there's a difference in what you can and can't do and what you're willing to do. Uh, You need to be honest with yourself. And honesty is the best policy for all of us. It was their money, an option to do uh, as they will. They messed it up when they presented an offering under false pretense. It was not necessary to lie. They had $100. If they only were given 70, that's all they had to say, was that I'm giving 70. They didn't have to say that all I have is 70. I sold the land and the property. We sold it for 350000 and, and we're going to tell the apostles that we sold it for $120,000, and we're going to pocket the rest of it. That was wrong because they were looking for the glory of man. They were looking for somebody to praise them. And I, I'm kind of ahead of myself here, but, but we should not look for the glory and the praise of man in that way. It was their money. They could do what they wanted to do. They could have kept it all and not have given anything rather than tell a lie. The spirit of discernment began to work. I look for the spirit of discernment to work in the church. The spirit of discernment to work among those that say that I am Holy Ghost filled and fire baptized. Those that say I am a believer of God. Those that say I'm a disciple. Those that say I'm following his word. Those that say I'm, I'm committed, I'm sanctified, I'm, I've sacrificed my life unto him. Those that say that for God I live <coughs> and for God I die. I'm holding up. I look for the spirit of discernment among them so that when someone is out of line, the spirit of discernment will show up and get it back in line. If someone needs healing, the spirit of discernment points out that person on the last row, that person that's sitting there, that person that's despondent, that person that needs to be healed, the mental, emotional, physical, whatever's going on, rather than trying to make a show and prophesy into those that are sitting in the pulpit, those that are sitting on the front row, those your best friend, uh, someone that already is, is, mm, my God, already has the word. What about the individual That have not seen the miraculous. What about the one that means the sign and the one discernment shows up for that person? It shows up to help that individual. If you're on your knees praying. And whether it's physical, uh, you could be sitting in a chair, but as long as you have bowed yourself unto the Lord and seeking him. Seeking the Lord, he will give you direction. God will straighten out. Some people are sick because of their disobedience, because of their unfaithfulness. Some people are dealing with things because they are not structured in their behavior. And so therefore, they're suffering. Therefore, they are no, have no mindset. They keep it real to be 100. The spirit of discernment began to work. And Peter asked Ananias. Why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land? Telling someone today that Satan has filled their heart is not politically correct, even though, uh, even though uh, you know uh, it is the truth that Satan has filled their heart because there is demonic activity in the world. We've all been exposed recently to the news of the coronavirus which has been in existence way before you heard about it. It was, I heard about it before it hit the news through friends that that I was associated with. I heard about it long before. And then they come and they tell you, well, it's not a global pandemic. Yes, it is. They're not telling you everything because they don't want people to go into a state of panic. In some areas, they said that the virus doesn't exist. And that's not true. It exists in a number of areas that has not been identified. But listen here, you need to know that God has you. If you're keeping it 100, know that God has your back. Know that God got you on this. The word of God uh, brought about judgment immediately. Now you need to understand something because people like to throw that out there, don't judge me, but understand the word of God has already placed judgment on all of us. The word of God has already dealt with every situation that you could think of. The word of God has already judged the good, the bad, and the ugly. The good, the bad, and the ugly is not based upon your definition of the word of God, but is based upon what God has spoken. Ananias' integrity uh, had been compromised. Uh, This impacted the family structure of his home. When your integrity as the minister of the house, as the leader of the family, whether male or female, you are compromised, it messes with the structure of the home. You can't stand. The Bible said if you if you take down the head, you'll bring the whole body down. When you live at a substandard level, the church operates uh, or if the church operates at a sub level it impact those around you. It takes a toll on the individual, and it takes a toll on the community. If you were talking about physics, then a sub-level of energy associated with the nucleus would be okay. If you're talking about a sub-level in chemistry, it refers to the energy associated with electrons. That's okay. But we're talking about a sub-level in the individual. A sub-level in the church is not, calling, is not a calling from God. A sub-level in the church is not an attribute of God. A sub-level in the church is not what God is looking for. He's calling and has called us into a state of elevation to bring us into a service in action. Are you with me, church? Uh, What is God calling you to do? Every part of the body of Christ is significant and has a particular role. Uh, The hand, the feet, the ears, the eyes, and the nose are obvious. Uh, what is your part? Uh, the fingernails is needed. The hair in the eels is needed. The hair in your nose and on your body is needed. Uh, uh, you have hair in secret parts. It's needed. Everything that God has produced for the body is needed. Ananias allowed Satan to come in, uh, influenced him, and changed the blessing. What could have been a blessing for his family changed it into a curse. The saints of old used to sing a congregation song, said, don't let the devil ride. If you let the devil ride, he's going to want to drive, so don't let him ride. Remember, Ananias had complete control of the situation and yielded to the influence. The picture painted in his mind, he painted it in his wife's mind. The picture painted in his heart was painted into his wife's heart. And they decided that they wanted the praise of men rather than the praise of God. Ministers, note: Peter did not identify the problem of God and pronounce and execute judgment, but he merely just identified that there was a situation. Sin never comes in a single package. It always brings and begets more judgment happened immediately as it did in Leviticus the 10th chapter. When you read in Leviticus the 10th chapter, the Bible said a couple of brothers uh, came together and they went into the temple of God and they had some strange incense. They brought some strange stuff into the house of God and God did not accept it. Uh, that the sons of Aaron, that they, they took them the censer and they put fire therein and they put incense thereon and they offered a strange offering unto the Lord and he commanded them not and there went out fire from God and it devoured them immediately. The judgment was swift. The judgment on Ananias and Sapphira was swift because they would not keep it real. They were not being 100. Saints, you got to keep it real. You got to be 100. You can't allow the devil to make you give 99. 99 and a half, not going to do. 99.9 is not going to do. But you want to give your all. I've got to give my all to God. You've got to give your all to God as well. The Bible does not give room for any of us to fail in that area. The Bible does not give us any room for us to go to the right or to the left because it's easy to stay on the straight and nail. Whether you go off and go into the broad way, there's abuse there. If you go into the other way, the highway and the hedges, the forest, the wilderness, there's some problems there. No matter where you go, you're going to deal with imperfect people. This is what Luke was letting them know, that God was not tolerated. The church was to be, and it is to be, and it should be. Even today, as sanctified, as holy as it was then, as righteous as it was then, as faithful as it was then. Bless your Lord God. Mighty God, I feel the power of God because it's right. The word of God is right. You might call it unrighteous. You might call it unfair, but the word of God is right. It's right in every instance. There's not an area Of the word of God where it cannot fit and bring about righteousness. It brings about righteousness in business. It brings about righteousness in the home. It brings about righteousness as individuals. It brings about righteousness in every city, whether I'm at work, rest, or play. It brings about righteousness. It could be done in righteousness it could be done and God said still say well done good and faithful servant you've been faithful over a few things i'm going to make you ruler over much i'm not concerned about being ruler over much i want to just be faithful over the few things that god has given that should be your concern I want to be faithful over the few. I want to keep it real with the few things. If all I have to do is, is, just, is just be faithful to God in this area, then I should be able to do that 100%. I should be able to keep it real in that one area. If that's a struggle, that just means that, that God has, listen, when the enemy fights you, when the enemy comes in against you in being faithful to God, there's something there that he don't want you to discover. It's something there that he don't want you to see. It's something there that he don't want you to receive because it keeps you at a certain place. The devil does not, will not give you, listen to this, listen, listen, listen to this. The devil is fully aware. He has dealt with man for, since he has been here longer than you and I, and he knows that if I give them a little bit of truth with untruth, I can do harm. If I give them, if I dilute it a little bit, it's enough to bring it down. If the mortar that is not, that's used to build the wall is not uh, proper, it's gonna come down. If the cornerstone is not in place, I'll make them forget to put the cornerstone in place, which which is the the, 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 the burden bearer on the bridge. It's the burden bearer that keeps the linemen on the prize. The burden is, is significant, but if I can make them forget it, if I can make them reject it, then I'll do harm. Saints, friends, I, my prayer is that something has been said that is going to bless you. Something that has been said that is going to keep you. Something that has been said that is going to bless you to be faithful. Increase your walk with the Lord. If you have not been keeping it real, this is the day of change. This is the day to keep it real. To keep it 100% with the Lord. If you're not at a church, if you're not in a place... Place in which you are worshiping the Lord want to encourage you at this moment to start seeking God go to a church of truth and power near you go someplace bless you Lord go someplace where the word of God is being spoken the minister is not compromising You don't need to go someplace where the minister, you know, is babying you and telling you, baby, it's all right, you know, and you're not faithful. No, you need to be faithful to God. God is sovereign. He's sovereign. So let's be as real with God as he is. Glory. Bless your name, Jesus. Bless your name, Jesus. Let's be as real with God as he is with us. Look. Peter and them went through something to get the message out. Jesus went through something to get the message out. We're all going to go through something. If they did it to the green tree, they're going to do it to the dry.
1: We're
0: going to keep it real.
1: We're going to keep it 100%. Bless you,
0: Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you, Lord God, for our listening audience. Thank you for the saints. Lord, those that are present right now, Lord God, I pray and ask that you bless us, Lord God, to live according to thy word, according to thy ways, in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, let your word go forth and manifest itself. Lord, stir up the backslider. Lord God, stir up the mind of those that are witnessed to Lord God, draw them into the place where you could have them to be, Lord God. Lord Jesus, to seek after you, Lord. Lord, to call upon your name, to feel for you that they may find you, Lord God. In the mighty name of Jesus. We'll be back again on Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to present the word of God, the book of Ezekiel, uh, where we're dealing again with the, with the ox, the face of the ox. We'll be back again minister the word of God this is Pastor Carl Henderson again of Cornerstone Apostolic Church located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona and certainly again we believe the word the Bible is the word of God therefore I am faithful bold the church the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God bless you Lord God Bless you, Jesus. Mighty God. Bless you, Lord God. service of God is so important. Our life and what we give to God is so important. The time that God has given each of us, time is of the essence And whatever we have to do for God, we should do quickly. Mighty God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Mighty God. Somebody has to stand in the gap. God has called you to stand in the gap. You need to make sure that you're in the place. Somebody's depending on you. Somebody's depending on you to stand in the gap. Stand on their behalf. Some don't even know that you're there for that purpose until you feel it in and then they'll realize you're the the one that that the connection between you and God is you. It's you that connects them. You're the conduit. Bless you, Lord God. Mighty God. God bless you. We'll be back Sunday as well, 7 at 8 a.m. Mighty God. Thank you, Jesus.